Hello, and welcome back to Coach Kirby's Corner, the cheerleading podcast that discusses tips and tricks, skill how-tos, and experiences from the cheer industry. I hope you enjoyed the last episode highlighting round-off ups and back handspring ups. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. From my polls on Instagram, shameless plug, follow me at Coach Kirby's Corner, it was unanimous that videos would help illustrate my podcast episodes. Keep an eye out for this in the future. We won't need video explanations today because I'm switching it up a little bit. I figured if I'm giving advice about cheerleading, I should probably give you more background into my cheer resume or where I started and how I got here. I hope you enjoy and I hope you can relate to something in my story. All through elementary school, I was big into soccer. My AIM screen name and email were about soccer. I went to soccer camp. I even had the limited two Sophie shorts with the word soccer on the butt. However, when one of my good friends invited me to her cheer class in fifth grade, I joined her. We had fun and our moms got together and suggested that we sign up for tumbling together. I had done it in the first grade and remembered enjoying it and always had wanted to learn how to do a back handspring. So we started tumbling. At the end of fifth grade, the two of us were feeling pretty confident in our beginner level cheer skills. So we decided to try out for the dad's club cheer team. I remember this part so vividly. Tryouts were the same day as track and field day at school and we were showing off every chance we got practicing our cheers and doing toe touches. And yes, I'm sure we were terrible, but we were 10. So in our heads, we were amazing. We went to tryouts and were some of the only girls who hadn't been on the team the year before. I went to tryout, did my cheer, and then stood there awkwardly and yelled, go pups, and thought that was good enough spiriting for the day. I didn't throw my back handspring. I was close, but hadn't gotten it without a spot. The next day, I called the voicemail to see if I'd made the squad. Spoiler alert, I didn't make it. I cried in my basement and was so concerned that all my classmates would ask me about it the next day since I was showing off before tryouts. I continued to go to tumbling because it was something I really enjoyed and I was determined to get my back handspring. Even though I didn't make the fall cheer team, I tried out again for the winter cheer team. I asked my two friends that previously tried out with me if they wanted to try out again, but they were already over it. That meant I had to go to winter tryouts by myself. I was so nervous, but luckily I was welcomed with open arms from the girls who were there. Some of them actually remembered me and cheered so loudly for me when I finally threw my back handspring. I made the team and was so excited, but knew nobody. My first year, I was a top girl. But when I say top girl, I mean I specialized in preps and an extension every now and then. I was, however, an elite toe-touch basket girl. Now, for our dad's club team, we had the opportunity to perform with the other club cheer teams at a Pacers game. This was big time for us sixth graders. I had to do an extension with a fifth grader basing me and was very nervous. I tried once and failed. I remember the most well-known, respected coach in the program pointing at me and telling my coach, this girl has no talent. Can you imagine? I probably showed all my emotions on my face but kept trying. Poor little Kirby didn't know what she was getting into when she wanted to be a cheerleader. Thinking back, I'm glad I was so young because I didn't know how to react other than to just keep trying so that I wouldn't get called out again. If I was older, I would have definitely gotten in my head more. Luckily, by the time the game came around, we pulled off the performance, but more importantly to us kids, we got on the big screen at the Pacers game later that night on the dance cam. (laughs) Once I was in cheerleading, I was pretty hooked. I tried out for my 7th and 8th grade cheer teams and luckily made those and enjoyed all the new friends I was making in the process. I also thought I was hot stuff when I got my Randolph tuck in eighth grade and threw it at every single basketball game. How could I not when my English teacher told me she was so impressed every day in class? 
I get to high school and realize this is big time. You try out and you can either make the varsity squad, junior varsity squad, or the freshman squad, and you get to compete. And I had never competed before. They started sorting out all of the positions, and I confidently walked up with the top girls. That is until they wanted to see our heel stretches. I tried that night, and when I got home, I told my mom that I should probably try a new position. We try out, and I make the JV squad with a handful of my friends. My coach isn't sure where to put me, so I begin as a front spot and a tumble girl. At the end of the season, a few of us had the chance to attend a varsity practice to see if we'd be needed for their nationals, Matt. You see, only varsity competed at NCAA nationals. I went, did well in my tumbling, but they weren't sure how I'd fit in as a base, and the varsity squad didn't use front spots. So I didn't make it that year, but continued to tumble. Sophomore year tryouts come, and I end up making varsity. I was so excited, but also very nervous because our coach had very high expectations. The varsity squad always went to the University of Kentucky for a weekend to work with Jomo on stunts. But the week of, our coach found out she needed to cut numbers, and I didn't make the cut. I was heartbroken. I was so embarrassed and worried that the younger girls would ask me why I wasn't at UK. I might have had a flair for the dramatics, but I remember crying in my backyard practicing 10 standing texts in a row to Carrie Underwood's song, So Small. Yes, younger Kirby, this would seem so small in the years to come. I had to work hard that year to become a side base, something I wasn't familiar with. Luckily, my top girl was incredibly supportive and helped me through the process. We got to go to NCAA Nationals that year and ended up placing second. It was a fantastic experience. Junior year was when I really found my place. I always had a subpar layout, one that no one really expected a full out of, but I surprised my high school coaches when I came to tryouts that year and threw and landed a running full. I continued to improve as a side base through my junior and senior year and started to look at where I wanted to go to school for college. When I was looking at schools, I was looking at the cheer programs but didn't really know much about them at all. My high school coach knew the coach at IU and set it up where I could go sit in on a two-a-day practice and watch the co-ed and all-girls squads prepare for nationals. Once I saw that, I was pretty excited. I had started to main base for an all-star team in my senior year of high school and I loved it. I decided that I wanted to be a main base in college and went to an open gym at IU to work as a main base with some current all-girl athletes. Once I got to trial, however, I got nervous about trying to find a group to stunt with and decided to play it safe and stunt with a main base I already knew and just went back to side basing. The IU all-girl coach pulled me over and called me out for switching positions, which obviously made me quickly find a group that I could main with. I think that worked to my advantage, though, because I made the team as a side base, and to be honest, I don't think I would have been half as successful in college cheerleading as a main base. My first year as a college cheerleader was a blur. I didn't understand much of what was going on, but trusted those around me. Of course, as a freshman, practices made me nervous, but I always left feeling excited and accomplished. The game day was just icing on the cake, especially since I grew up rooting for the Hoosiers. And if you know my dad, you know his loyalty to IU. It didn't hit me until I was at an open gym and my coach and a few older girls pulled me aside to ask if I'd be interested in trying out for Team USA with them. I was shocked. Team USA was a dream, but I did not expect to get to try out my freshman year. I specifically remember thinking, I can't wait to tell Allie, who was my friend from All-Star Cheer, and later on became a teammate and a friend again at IU and through Team USA, because we had dreamed of being on Team USA together when we saw them at Worlds the year before. Nationals was a lot of work, both mentally and physically, but it was worth it once I realized that my teammates were my family, and of course, when we brought home the first national championship for IU Cheer. I thought we were good, then I went to Team USA tryouts, and holy cow! 
I had never seen such talented athletes, both on the all-girl and co-ed side, and they were all cheering each other on and rooting for each other, even though a lot of us had just met and we were technically each other's competition. That's the biggest thing I remember about being on the U.S. national teams, how encouraging and supportive each person was, truly wanting what was best for not only each athlete, but for the team as well. My first year at USA, I got to try a lot of new skills and positions, and while it was incredibly hard, it was a worthwhile experience. We brought home a gold medal, and my family surprised me and came to watch the competition. The summer after my freshman year in college is also when I started working UCA staff. This opened a whole new door for me. I was able to better understand the technique needed for all levels of stunts, and this really helped me come out of my shell. I like to think I'm pretty personable now, but back then, I was a ball of nerves when it came to speaking in large groups. My first year on staff, we were practicing how to explain stunts, and on my first try, all I could muster up was, so for this stunt, I, I, I don't know what to say. Big yikes, but just goes to show that you can always improve. I loved working staff and making new friends all over the Midwest and just continued to love cheerleading more and more. That is, until sophomore year got hard. After a successful freshman year, my coach was comfortable putting more pressure on me. My stunt group was an awesome but young group and initially had a lot of trouble hitting a full-up, a stunt that was expected to be on the team. We struggled a lot and had to really try to motivate each other through the tough practices. I remember telling my friends that I was sure I was going to quit after this year, and they just laughed, knowing me better than I knew myself. Luckily, my coach never let up on our little group and we continued to improve. Weird. It's like our coaches know what they're doing or something. My sophomore year was also my first year being one of the go-to middle layers on our team. I struggled a lot with catching a full-up 1-1-1 with the correct technique, but my coaches never eased up, and I'm so thankful for that. It felt so amazing to be able to catch pyramids at nationals that year and to know that my coaches trusted me. I think my sophomore year routine, 2013, is still my favorite routine competed at IU. Going into USA tryouts that year, I was more confident because it wasn't my first time trying out. However, the morning of tryouts, our stunt group was warming up, and it's like our bodies were just done with cheerleading. <laughs> tryouts were typically the day after nationals. Long story short, we didn't have the best tryout and were super nervous, but luckily made the team. It was so cool to be a returner and to see familiar faces on the team and walk in knowing just a little bit more of what to expect. Junior year, I felt like I really had a good hold on things. I loved my teammates, my summer job, my school life, and I was an upperclassman on the team. I felt like I better understood the ins and outs of how everything works in cheerleading. When in reality, I knew the bare minimum, but enough to feel confident. <laughs> I do think that my junior year was probably when I first realized that I wanted to seriously be a college cheer coach after graduating. I always knew I wanted to be a coach, but now I wanted to really start planning for it. I'd started to create more friendships with athletes and other spirit programs and started to really think about cheer 24-7. I was writing routines, watching routines and skills videos, and finding new ways to be more informed in all things cheer. By the end of junior year, both teams I was on had been lucky enough to be successful and yet again win their respective national and world championships. Heading into senior year, I was feeling both excited and anxious, thinking about the possibility of finishing school and topping off my collegiate career with four national and world championships. We had a pretty large senior class, but we were all very nice, and we needed to find our voices as assertive senior leaders on the team. I always saw myself as a lead-by-example athlete and started to put pressure on myself to be a more vocal leader. The problem with this was that I thought everything I said had to be groundbreaking or recited perfectly, which obviously put unnecessary stress on myself, and I ended up waiting to speak up in situations where I could have easily been a better leader. I will say, though, besides my own insecurities in leadership, this team was special. 
close-knit inside and outside of practice. We had our own weekend hangouts, Friendsgiving, and of course, our traditional New Year's Eve party. And by party, I mean all of us showed up in pajamas, ate junk food until midnight, and all went home and were in bed ready for practice by 1230 a.m. We had all gotten so used to our routines and traditions during national season that we started to correlate them with our successes and failures within practice. I wore the same national shoes for four years and always insisted on carrying the signs. We had our own special warm-up that rivaled our football team's hype-up. You name it, we probably had a tradition for it. With all of our traditions, we felt ready for nationals, though the weight of knowing you are going for a 4 P is not a light one. I can't speak for the entire team, but I personally started to get into my head when we were doing walkthroughs and not everything was perfect. We were competing new skills that year and started to overthink what we had already trained our bodies to do. Another tradition we never talked about until after semifinals was that we always had a small mistake during semifinals. This year, we had a few big mistakes instead of one little one. It shook me up for sure, so I can only imagine it shook up some younger teammates as well. In finals, we had a few small bobbles, but it was enough. When you're defending a championship, all you need is one fall to completely invalidate all of your hard work. It was gone just like that. Now, I don't say that to belittle anyone else's successes by any means, but I think anyone who has won once can tell you that they are judged by a harder judge's eye when you're going for a repeat. We got second, and I truly thought my life was over. Cheer was my identity, and if I'm not good at this, what was I supposed to do? I took it personally. Anyone I knew that wasn't rooting for us, I took it personally. In hindsight, doesn't everyone root for the underdog anyway, though? We all cried and apologized to each other. I felt weird showing up to USA tryouts the next day, feeling like a failure. Luckily, tryouts went well, and it was a bright spot from the weekend. When we got back to Indiana, we headed almost immediately to open gym. We hit double up 111s that we hadn't hit in months before nationals the week after we got back. Everyone was there already planning for the next year. I didn't learn until my second semester of junior year that I was not going to graduate in four years due to switching my major. I had four and a half years. Luckily, so did my friend Hallie, and while the wound was still fresh, we both decided we'd try it out for a fifth year. Hallie would tell you she didn't decide until much later in the semester, but I think she knew her decision all along. As we went along that semester after the loss, it fueled our fire, and after working a few more national events, I realized the cheer world wasn't after us all along. I stopped taking it so personally. Then all the focus moved to Team USA. We were practicing and sending videos to the team, and everyone was excited to meet up. We had so many new skills to compete and continue the USA All-Girl legacy. Everything was going great, until it wasn't. We had two teammates get serious injuries within the first week, which obviously shook up the team and our concern for our newfound friends. Once we started to get momentum going after the injuries, we had a teammate suffer a family emergency. Even while dealing with that, she decided to stay and be with the team, which truly shows her strength, and I still look up to her to this day. Again, things started to look up, then we changed formations and accidentally threw a basket into a chandelier because we were practicing in a hotel conference room. Luckily, nobody was seriously injured. However, shortly after that, we had yet another huge injury to an athlete. We became so close because of the struggles of the year. We hung out after two-a-day practices. If you can imagine spending your 10 to 12 hours away from practice continuing to hang out with your teammates, we made jokes, played games, and had heart-to-hearts. By the end of our training, this team was unbreakable. It was amazing to feel such a bond with a team that had physically been together for less than two weeks. That made the world championship win that much sweeter. I was lucky enough to be the team representative that year, and no words could have ever done justice to the trials and tribulations we endured, and we came out stronger on the other side. Phew, that was a heavy year, 
and I had just committed to a fifth year. Only crazy cheer obsessed people commit to a fifth year. And I can say that because I'm one of them. My fifth year at IU, there was a great group of fourth year seniors. They had such a connection with the team in the way that they knew when to have fun and when to buckle down. I'm just glad I got to be a part of that class. Football and basketball season started off great as our teams were showing up strong that year. As we got into national season, we were ready. We couldn't wait to get started and show everyone what we had been working on since the day we got back from nationals the year before. Like I mentioned in my fourth year, I'd begun to put more pressure on myself to be a vocal leader. I knew that's what my coaches wanted for me, and I thought it was the only way I could be successful. With the stress I put on myself leadership-wise, I put that much more on perfection and skills. I stressed myself out so much during national season, internally freaking out every time something didn't hit perfectly or a change wasn't made. I was struggling to be a vocal leader, but I will say that when I was frustrated at practice, I didn't have to say anything for my teammates to know how I felt. Because I didn't get mad often, my teammates knew we had to get our act together when I was vocal. As the season went by, I continued to get stressed by every missed skill and every bobble and fall, and my demeanor continued to show my frustrations. I didn't realize that my demeanor was detrimental to the team until a teammate reached out to see if everything was okay. In my head, I thought, well, I'm not vocalizing my frustrations, so it's not affecting the team. The problem was that I was typically positive and and optimistic, so my lack of encouragement was noticed by everyone. I needed that teammate to reach out and check in on me for me to change my attitude. I won't say I completely did a 180, but I definitely tried to mentally check myself more during practice. Because of how the year before went, we ended up breaking most of our traditions. I didn't carry the signs. I switched my shoes. We never listened to the pump-up song from the year before. Looking back, I feel like trying to break all of our superstitions was a superstition in itself, but who knows? We trusted each other, and our routine wasn't perfect, but we didn't give up on each other, and it paid off. We were back on top. It felt great, but I don't know if we could have gotten there without our failures the year before. We had the fight in us and knew the feeling we didn't want to feel again, but we also knew this wasn't the end of the world as we knew it if things didn't work out how we wanted them to. I am thankful that I got to do a fifth year for multiple reasons. I was lucky enough to get to cheer in the Men's Basketball March Madness tournament that year, and I was able to try out for Team USA for the fifth year. I know. I am crazy. (laughs) Because I had not originally intended to do a fifth year, I didn't want to take an opportunity from any teammate that wanted to try out as well. Lucky for me, my stunt group from summer instruction with UCA decided we wanted to try out together, and we gave ourselves the fantastic nickname, Senior Sendoff, which was fitting considering only one of us was still in college and our oldest teammate was 27 years old. It was a great experience, and it humbled us because we couldn't take our practices for granted, seeing that none of us lived in the same state, so we had to plan out our weekends to practice. That team was also so very special because we also chose to spend a lot of our free time together hanging out with our teammates from other programs. It was especially cool because us IU girls got close with the Alabama girls. We realized that besides being competitors, we had so much in common. It was so cool to be able to truly get to know our competition so you can see that everyone is working hard to achieve their dreams and we could be happy for the winning team, even if it wasn't us. It was pretty cool, though, when we all got to win together at USA. After my time as an athlete, I realized how much I had grown as a person and an athlete through all the fantastic teammates, coaches, friends, and experiences I had. Little did I know just how much more I had to learn to become a collegiate coach, but that's a bigger story for another podcast episode. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to my experiences as an athlete. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something about me you maybe didn't know before. If you'd like to know additional details about anything I spoke on, feel free to let me know and maybe I'll feature it on another episode. And thanks for listening for another episode of Coach Kirby's Corner. Be sure to subscribe so you can be notified of new episodes and rate and review. Follow me on Instagram as well to get visual cues, squad shoutouts, and more. 
See you next time.